everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Multicolory Show. I have a, an amazing guest with me today. And as you know, I have begun to weave our episodes together to start telling a little bit of a story. And today's episode is really all about how, um, you know, in the crazy times that we find ourselves in, as we cultivate our resilience, as we figure out how we need to pivot in our lives and make adjustments, there is a revolution going on, and that revolution is a personal one. And so I have with me here today, Arielle DeVito. She is the founder of Be More Than Fit. Uh, she's been doing um, personal training, fitness, and nutrition for 12 years now. Uh, I know that living in the Finger Lakes, anytime I asked anyone for a referral on fitness or nutrition, typically Ariel's name came up. And so I eventually found my way to her. Let's see. She was like six years now. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Time flies. Um, and everybody I bump into now that I live in Geneva, if I mention fitness or nutrition, her name comes up, right? And the reason why I really wanted to engage and have a great conversation with Arielle today is because she has had to pivot over recent months. Um, and she really is one of those people who understands the personal revolution that needs to go on. Not to be cliche, but when we say like, be the change you wish to see in the world when it comes to health, when it comes to vitality, when it comes to resilience, when it comes to um, you know, peace and well-being. If we want to see it in the world, it has to start right here at home. And so we're going to talk about that today. But also we have a special announcement. So stay till the end because we have a couple of really um, amazing things to share with you. So Ariel, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for letting me be here. I cannot even like, I never would have even like put this on the radar that this was going to happen. I'm so excited to like share all of the things. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, for those of you who haven't joined my Facebook community at the Connect community, um, Ariel is actually going to be starting us off with motivation every week. So you want to pop in there and you'll get to see her on a regular basis. But Ariel, um, one of the things that I want to start with is this pivot, the shifting that you had to do. Uh, a lot of people have found themselves over recent months dealing with some really difficult circumstances in life. And um, I am grateful that I have built a business that is almost entirely online, but I have done everything in my power to be able to help and support and be there for people who are not dealing with these ideal circumstances during these times. And I know for you, you took what could have been like a really significant challenge for your business and turned it into a major positive. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about Be More Than Fit and the journey that you've been on like over the last couple of months. Sure. So... Um, you know, it, this reminds me of a quote that has stuck with me since beginning of quarantine is that um, we're not all in the same boat, but we are all in the same storm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to your point of just different circumstances, different scenarios, different financial situations, different family situations. I mean, like to think about to step outside of your own circumstances and your own situation and really think like, I have no idea what somebody else is going through right now. Maybe it's a walk in the park and maybe it's the worst time that they've ever experienced in their lives, you know? And so trying to keep that perspective, um, as be more than fit change 
is something that has helped to ground me in knowing that this is still a sustainable thing. So um, for us, what happened was we had um, our studio, Be More Than Fit Personal Training Studio, has been um, fully operating and functional in the Geneva area. So basically in Geneva and um, you know, people all over the Finger Lakes would come to us to basically start a fitness journey, whether they were starting brand new or starting over or whatever. So um, we had just been kind of the place to start and everyone knew us as a place to go. And so in, I would say July was kind of like that pivot point. It was the huge like nail in the coffin. What happened was, is when we were shut down back in March, we basically were like, everything's online. We learned Zoom, we learned Facebook groups, we learned everything we could and threw everything online so that we could still be fully accessible to everybody. We lent out equipment, <laughs> we gave out the dumbbells and the resistance bands and all the things um, so that people would be able to stay successful at home. I love it. And uh, July, we were like fully ready to open. And you know, we are small anyway. It was a small studio, it's private, it's personal. Um, and basically we we knew that our capacity was going to be limited but we were able to have a fresh mindset saying this is going to look like like whatever it's going to look like and we'll just roll with it and then quarter four happened and it was announced that gyms were not included or not quarter four but phase four um gyms were included in phase four of the reopening plan and it was kind of like the rug was pulled out from underneath us and um, you know, I hate to disappoint people. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. Um, I don't like no, that. I've never noticed that about you ever. <laughs> it stinks because like, I know that the one thing that set our space apart was that it wasn't a typical gym. A lot of people are intimidated to go to a typical gym. So, um, what we've found though, is that what better space to be vulnerable and open up and embrace your current circumstances than your own living room <laughs> or your own basement or garage or whatever it is that you had accessible to you or maybe even just outside you know um so our pivot was that we decided that as we experienced people opening up more because it was you know through zoom it was behind a screen but in our living rooms um the conversations that were happening were more authentic. They were more vulnerable. There was more connection and more activity going on between our members, more so than there had ever been in the studio. Mm. People love that they don't have to get a sitter anymore. And I was like, man, if this is like making people feel better to not have to travel to take the time to find a sitter and you know coordinate all of the things, I kind of feel like we're fighting an uphill battle to force everybody back into the studio, especially when people aren't necessarily ready to go work out with a mask on, you know? So that was our pivot. And um, I don't, not to get into too much of like my brain, you know, behind it, but it sucked because it was like, we'd only been in that space for two and a half years and it was beautiful. My husband and I built it. We like, I picked the colors. I helped lay out the walls, the floor plan, all of it. And um, I love that space. But when I take a step back and think about how the industry is changing, and if we chose not to pivot, then we would actually be 
treading water or taking a step back rather than evolving with an opportunity that was laid in our laps to be more accessible than we've ever been before, even though it looks different than I thought it was going to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of the Martin Luther King quote, you know, that you have to take the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Yeah. And I know that that is also not something that you enjoy. It's like you like to plan it out and know ahead of time what it is you're doing. That's why you're so good at what you do. But there does come a time where we have decisions to make and, and pivots in life that require that act of faith, right? Yeah. And, and I'm sure for you, like, you know, that faith is embedded in values, right? And I could hear it coming up in the very conversation that we're having right now. When you talk about how the members started to become more connected, more vulnerable, more authentic, being able to share, that is something I've watched you create in all of your iterations, right? Is that community, which is so important and so vital for all of us on so many different levels. So um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you were able to do that. And I'm excited for you to see how this next um, incarnation of Be More Than Fit evolves. So where can people find you? Online, which is crazy to say. So um, Facebook, honestly, like, you know, love it or hate it. It's a tool, right? It's a tool to connect. And so um, we find that it's easiest for people to go to Facebook first, to go to Be More Than Fit Studio, which, you know, we will change and just drop the studio part. Um, but you can find me online, you know, on Facebook, Ariel DeVito. Um, we are currently doing a major website overhaul. And so you can go to bemorethanfit.com. Um, what's cool about it is we'll have portals and programming and all of these things that are accessible to people to do either on their own time and at their own convenience or as part of a group. Um, so, you know, all of the trainers that are showcased and highlighted on the website, you can also search them on Facebook and social media platforms. And um, everybody kind of contributes at the same level, which is, you know, makes my heart sing <laughs> because we do the recipe sharing and the workout sharing and uh, stress management and all that stuff. So you kind of get not only the community of Be More Than Fit as clients, but the community of Be More Than Fit as trainers too. Yeah, I love that. And you know, to some degree, I think, even though we don't have that in-person physical connection, we actually have the ability to um, connect with people on the level of what their lives look like, right? So we're able to see like, okay, you know, um, Sarah has two kids in a messy house too, right? Like all of these things are out there now. And, and I really, I, in some ways, I do think that helps quite a bit. Um, okay, so a couple things I wanted to talk about. So, you know, you've made this big pivot, and I know from our conversations that we are on the same page when it comes to the idea that this revolution that's going on is a personal one, right? That if we, if we want to change the world, we have to change ourselves. It begins with us. And so in my experience, in 13 years of growing this business that is really around um, health and wellness and daily disciplines and uh, the importance of cultivating healthy habits to live this holistic, healthy lifestyle. I know that one of your greatest passions is the same as mine, which is this idea of health, healthy habits, but also this habit stacking, right? Can you talk a little bit more about that? 
Yes, I could like stand on a soapbox and talk about this. <laughs> so um, this is something, you know, it's funny because, you know, not only did everybody think of Be More Than Fit Studio as a place, but everybody thinks of me as a trainer because I started it, right? And um, I want to like take an etch-a-sketch of people's perceptions and like <laughs> clear the slate and kind of shake things up and remind people that the last 12 years of being a personal trainer or coach, um, all I've experienced is people coming in and saying, I want to lose X amount of pounds. I want to feel better. I want to have, you know, clothes that fit better, whatever the case is. And all I can hear is an underlying, I don't know how to get my life together. I'm trying so hard and I don't know what's going wrong that's keeping me from feeling better, getting the results that I want. And it's really hard as you know a trainer or as a coach to only see somebody for an hour to two hours out of their entire week, knowing that all of the things behind the scenes totally make an effect and a difference on whether or not that person's gonna get the goal or get the results that they want. So, when I learned about habit stacking, it was like <laughs> mind blown because it's such a common sense concept that is so easily overlooked. So um, basically we all have rhythms and we sleep at a certain time. I mean, you know, if you don't set an alarm, you're going to wake up when your body is ready to wake up. When you don't put yourself to bed at a certain time, your body's gonna go to sleep when you're tired, right? And so this idea of, instead of fighting against ourselves, we work with our rhythms. We find the things, and you do have to take time to like actually record your habits. You know, when you say that it starts here, you can't start anywhere if you don't have any data. Right. You can't, <laughs> you gotta dig the data. So, um, and this is the part that nobody wants to do. They don't want to record, this is how I'm spending my time. This is what I'm eating. This is how I'm exercising. They don't want to do that part because it's one more thing to do. But if you can commit the time to observing what you're currently doing, then you have some place to start. The idea of habit stacking is that when you review that list of how you're spending your time, if you know you always brush your teeth at 7.50 a.m. before you head out the door, then you know that that's a habit that happens rhythmically every single day for you. And then you can go, okay, well, if I want to start drinking more water, right after I brush my teeth, I'm going to fill two water bottles or I'm gonna grab three water bottles and I'm gonna put them in the car and bring them with me to work. You know, or <laughs> now that you know a lot of people are working from home, you put them in your fridge or on the counter or at your desk. But it's that idea that you can duplicate anywhere throughout your day because you're already in the habit of doing something. And um, I think it's a Socrates quote, and I could be completely wrong, but I think it is that you should um, spend your energy on creating new rather than fighting the old. Mm -hmm. So who cares what you're doing that's not going right? Think about what you're doing that's already going right and take a small thing and stack it on top of that current habit now you have a new rhythm and a new routine. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I want to go back to something too. I have a couple comments I want to make. So one of the things that you said, um, you know, when you were saying we're, we're all in the same storm, right? 
we may not all be in the same boat, we're in the same storm. Um, it's also realizing that like we are not the storm, right? Like, right? We're in, we're in the storm, but we are not the storm. Just as much as it is important for us to realize like, you know, if we're out in a boat in the middle of the water, we are not the water, right? Like these are the circumstances that surround us. And so what do we have power over? We have power over how we are going to live through all of this. And, you know, and so the other piece is the values driven thing. So um, just yesterday, I did a training that was about building a values driven business and living a values driven life. And it's, it comes down to exactly what you're talking about here, because like someone cannot tell me that their value is health and wellness and then eat Doritos every day. Right? right? Like that's a conflict. Um, and maybe that there's a skewed understanding of what health is, right? And what wellness is or what Doritos do to your body. Uh, but, you know, there's some education that might need to happen there. But um, what it comes down to is, are you willing to really take a good hard look at your life? And so one of the things that I suggest for people, and, and this can, comes from one of my mentors, is if you don't know what your values are, if you don't know if you're living in alignment with those values, take a look at where you invest your time, energy, and money. So if you track yourself for a week, where are you spending your money? Where, where, where is the time going? So then you can identify those habits and those pockets that you can stack on top of, right? Because I agree with you. It's not about fighting the stuff that isn't working. In fact, focusing energy there is just going to keep energy there. Let's put energy into the places that are working. Um, and then sometimes, despite where we're spending our time, the energy, our thoughts are someplace else, right? Like how often have you found yourself when you're busy at the studio thinking about the things you have to do at home or a family that you've got to take care of and that kind of thing, right? And so that's the value of yours. It's family, right? Just as much as health and wellness and um, creating that community that you have. So what I love is that we can utilize this data to have insight about ourselves, to have insight about what really drives and motivates us, and then utilize it, harness it to do that exact stacking that you're talking about. So, um, so let's say, for example, somebody's value is connection, but they're really disconnected right now. And use your tooth, you know, toothbrushing, you know, um, example. They might have. Uh, a habit that they could stack that they uh, call their mom right after they're done brushing their teeth every day, right? Or they text a friend and say, you know, I'm so grateful that we're friends, right? So it, it applies in all areas of life to be able to use these things that already exist on a daily basis as these little anchors to bring these new behaviors in. So so I'm interested, what are some of the things that you're most excited about in this upcoming quarter? I know because we've had a conversation about this that you've taken a different approach for every quarter of the year. So do you wanna share a little bit about what the quarters are and what's coming up for the next 90 days? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really glad that you're bringing this up because it again makes sense, right? <laughs> We're not focusing on what doesn't work. So um, living in, operating in the Finger Lakes, what we've noticed is that in January, everybody goes back to the gym. Mm -hmm. And I mean, maybe it won't look like that this year, but in years past, 
January, everybody's like, all right, I'm getting back to my gym membership. I'm getting back on track, right? And you don't even have to call it a resolution. It's just a natural energy flow of this is where everybody's heads are at. You know, that's where the commercials are at. That's where everything is. So everybody goes back to the gym. Quarter one, January, February, March, we help people figure out a routine, figure out what their goals should be, all that stuff. And then it's cold anyway, so everybody doesn't mind being inside. Quarter two is when we focus on nutrition so that we can help people lose weight before summertime. <laughs> so essentially quarter two is let's clean up the diet. Let's you know, take a look at how much water we're actually drinking, like all of the little things. And so now we're at, you know, the end of, no, let's just call it June. We'll say end of June. And um, summer kind of has already started at that point. But theoretically, you've worked now for six months toward, you know, health, weight loss, whatever the case may be. And then the picnics, the mm -hmm. boating, mm -hmm. the wine, <laughs> the alcohol, the, all of the events, the concerts, if they happen next year or whatever, you know. So all of these like calorie laden things are at our fingertips. Yeah, we're outside being more active, but we're also consuming way more than we were in the first half of the year. So our goal is to help people maintain what they've accomplished that first six half of the year, right? Or this first six months. So three months of maintenance. And then the last quarter of the year is always stress management because what happens is, is we've just spent three months eating and drinking and then we're going into three months of elevated cortisol levels elevated stress less sleep um you know and the, just spending more money and like all of these things that are actual stressors that people are used to having that burden to carry through the you know third or the third or sorry <laughs> the last quarter of the year it's a normal thing so it doesn't necessarily feel like an extra thing but in fact it is when that happens we store all of the weight that we've gained from the summer and then january comes again and we're like man i can't believe how much weight i gained i was doing so good right and we basically want to say to everybody who comes in contact with this curriculum is look accept it accept the rhythm accept that this is what we do and this is what we do every year but instead of repeating the same year every single year how about we get better every single year and make those little tweaks and those little changes as much as people want to see the results like this it's it's not realistic to keep those results long term if you're not making those daily weekly monthly small changes to keep it sustainable and keep having a better year every year yeah i love that i love that and you know then you're looking at the person who typically in any given year is fluctuating 15 to 20 pounds, you know, maybe they're fluctuating five, right? Which we do on a regular basis anyways, based on like water retention and silly things. So, um, yeah, I think that's beautiful and, and it's, it's realistic. And let's face it, it comes down to how we feel. And so when you can do this work in a community of people who are all working towards the same thing, who are all supporting each other, who are all sharing their stories and, you know, being vulnerable with one another, 
I think that makes a huge difference because you're not doing it in isolation. You're not adding to the stress. You're not feeling defeated. You're not walking up that like uphill battle day after day, month after month, year after year. Right. So, um, so I'm so grateful for the work you do. And it's sometimes hard, I think, to have these conversations and feel like we're doing it in this meaningful way when there is so much going on in the world. Right. Everybody's questioning, like, where, where do I fit here? What kind of voice do I need to have when it comes to politics and anti-racism and all of the things? But I just keep bringing it back to self, right? Like, if we can get good in here, we have no option but to show up in the world and bring that good to the table. Right? When we have peace in our hearts and peace in our homes, we bring peace into the world. When we have health in our bodies, when we have health in our homes, we have health in the world. Right? And so this revolution starts with us. And so, uh, so I'm, I mean it deeply and from the bottom of my heart that I'm grateful for the work that you do because I've watched you over time just have this continued dedication to helping people become their best self. So, yeah. All right. So let's give our announcement. Okay. We already told you that if you get in on the Epic Connect community, you're going to get to see Ariel every week. You'll get to know her. Um, you'll get some good um, tips and maybe some challenges to uh, work on being your best self. And obviously, over the next quarter, the focus is going to be on stress maintenance and who couldn't use more of that. I know for myself, the focus for the next quarter is all about self-care and helping people really um, dive deep into it in a meaningful way. I'm not talking about going to the spa, right? Like you can do that. That's not a bad thing. But, you know, most people don't realize that self-care is more than just, you know, washing your face and eating well. It's, you know, having good systems and routines in your home. It's, you know, having a gratitude practice at the end of the day so that you go to bed with a full heart, right? And you can wake up with that. It's all of those things. So, um, so that's one place that you can continue to get to know Ariel. Obviously, you know, now you can go find her on the Facebook page for Be More Than Fit Studio uh, and begin that journey, uh, have conversations, start talking about your own health and wellness and, and well-being. Also, starting um, now <laughs> on a weekly basis, we will have Ariel sharing those kinds of tips and challenges here on our podcast as well. So we'll take a quick break either, you know, in the middle of conversation at a time that feels good or at the end of the podcast to share with you something that can help you on your own health and wellness journey moving forward. So thank you, Ariel, for contributing to that. You're welcome. All right. Awesome. Well, everybody, I hope you were able to take something away. Actually, Ariel, I'm going to ask you, was one tip that you want to give people today to take away to work on for the next week? Start recording. Just document everything you do. Give it one full week so you can see how you function on a weekend versus how you function in a week. And just document the crap out of your life. And <laughs> then you'll have a place to start. I promise. I know it's tedious, but that would be like the pivot point, right? That's the game changer. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's documented, we have no choice but to face it, right? And I think that's part of why so many people resist. But if you really want to get good with yourself, that is your mirror. You will be able to see 
like just what is going on in your life and have a place to start. So thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and tune into next week. We'll be talking more about this values-driven living, values-driven businesses, and people who are out there living lives with passion and purpose to help make the world a better place. So Ariel, have a great day. Everyone have a wonderful day as well. See you next time.